welcome to our latest version of the uh, Nick Bradley Racing podcast. Um, one or two of you might, might know that I did a, um, a version of House Hop this week, and so I've spent the last uh, seven days uh, living the life of somebody else, and uh, somebody took my place and was actually went racing on, on Thursday in Doncaster. Um, if anybody gets the opportunity to do that, I would highly recommend it. It was um, emotional and exciting and you know it's it's an experience i'm I'm glad i've done um it'll be on tv probably around christmas time i would have thought um i'll 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 let people know when it's going to be on anyway back to the horses so just going to run through the horses and uh, general updates on on the majority of them uh fulminar is going to go for race course gallop next tuesday if not then the tuesday after mercy had a little tiny setback after york um, she's not lame or anything, but uh, she hasn't made Goodwood. She could make Doville. If she doesn't make Doville, then we could see her running in the listed race at Newbury on the 12th of August, or potentially York. Sophia Starlight, we're waiting for soft ground, as everybody seems to be doing at the moment. Uh, not found any at the moment. She's going to go to Newcastle on the 3rd of August. Sending Glory has started her uh, return to training, if you like. She's walking every day and going on a small paddock. Uh, Lady Rayburn ran fine at Doncaster the other day. These small field races are generally going to be small fields everywhere at the moment. And as a result, you get a lot of slowly run races. So I would think there'll be a lot of horses that are running over a furlong further than they should be doing, or two furlongs further, because, you know, the nature of the, the slowness of the race. She's been running over six. I'm going to step up to seven next time out. Nurse Claire um, ran at Leicester. Uh, to, to me, it looked like she would... Uh, they got going a little bit too soon. The first two early, finished last and second last. Um, but she's certainly not going the way we wanted to go at the moment. He's seen himself, Philly at George's, is um, cantering away sound at the moment. Uh, fingers crossed we can we'll be able to work her soon. Profitable Philly is at um, Glebe Farm. She is having a band, she's had a bandage off this week and will start walking next week. Khalid Philly doing good, but one, one for the back end. Air Force Blue, likewise. Zebra Star is uh, moving the best she's ever moved, and she will be running some point in the next week. The Territories Philly Crownland was declared to run, and sadly, she came in lame on Thursday. Um, suspected injury behind, but we'll, we're still waiting for a diagnosis. Clayton Outland ran at Lingfield. Um, wasn't far enough. She'll have to get a step up in trip. She wants a stiff seven at the very least. Uh, Angel to lose is fine, but always one for the back end. Same in immersion. The Elzam Philly better choice is recovering falling for a falling an injury. El Kabir Philly another one for the back end. Bojink, I would forgive her run at uh, Chester, and we'll probably see her at Doncaster on the twenty third. Hello, my darling. Uh, where did she run last? Oh, run a new market. Ryan Moore gave her. Uh, I can see why he did it, but it never looks great. Um, she's got options coming up. Chester possibly next week. Doville, 7th of August. Pontefract on the 6th, uh, not 6th, on the 14th. Um, yeah, it's just waiting for a bit of softer ground in an ideal world. Corazon runs a day at Ascot. She's my best chance of a winner today, in my opinion. Um, wasn't 100% fit last time out. Uh, isn't 100% fit today, but it's getting towards it. Um, she will be. She will go close today. Oskula, I'm sure she'll run a big race today. Whether or not she can beat Zanbach is another thing, but she should be there or thereabouts.
Lucia Joy lost her way. She's going to run at Chelmsford tomorrow. I'm hoping this change of surface will see a change in performance. Fast response waiting for some soft ground. Kabu, uh, I'm going to have a look at him on Monday, but my manager told me he's moving a lot better and he looks a lot better. Honey Sweet is going to go to Goodwin next week for the Group 3. Gilded um, tag is York on the 17th of August. Just wasn't quite right following a late run at York, um, but we'll go to York on the 17th and we'll go there with a big chance all being well. Two Gem runs today at uh, Newmarket. I'm going to discuss her and a few of the other horses later on in the podcast. Um, she uh, runs today. She's affiliated with soft ground. All these small fields on fast ground have kind of pulled us into running her today. Um, I don't think she'll disgrace herself. Al Karim goes to Goodwood next week for the Group 3. I think I'm going to a massive race and one of my best chances down there. Odell's start is going well. Um, isn't up to working yet, um, but he's getting there and doing everything right. Secret Angel um, worked well this week. Not in a big rush with her. Cal keeps referring to her the big filly. Uh, sideways, I'm sorry, moving on. Riverside Girl, hoping to have a right for the 30th of July. I suspect we won't have a right for then, but that's what we're hoping for. Uh, if it's not, then it'll be shortly afterwards. Poppy Carew runs at Pontefract. Uh, she needs another one to qualify for nurseries. Naomi's Charm goes to uh, Newcastle today, and I do expect to run well. Ideally, she'd be running over six rather than seven, um, but the seventh bit on races this time of year, they tend to go slow anyway. Uh, Elusive Truth, um, getting closer to a run, being done a stall's work, um, and we should see her the first two weeks of August. Uh, Alexis Princess, um, disappointing at the moment. She kind of plugs on and not really ran like she ran a ripper. Um, not in a big rush to get her back on the track, um, but we will see her somewhere in August. Tondu, she's getting closer to a run. She is um, moving well, and um, Carl's never been as happy with, with her as he is now. Uh, Marshman goes down to Glorious Goodwood for the Richmond, definite runner. Um, worked very well this week. Um, he's up to taking his chance. Um, we're not going there thinking we're going to win, but it could happen. Carriad Angel, uh, bought from the breeze-ups. Um, he's getting close to a run, but uh, we won't see him in July, but we'll probably see him in, in August. Wave Machine's going to drop back to six from seven. Signora Bellissima, uh, we'll see on the track some, somewhere over, over seven in August. There was a reason for her disappointing run, and uh, she came out with sore shins. Raising Sands in good form at home, and he will um, be, probably go over the Sherry Cup now. Doesn't run today because Ascot didn't get the rain. Large Action will be coming back in soon. Seaham's going to run at Beverly on the 26th. Belzil Beauty, I'm waiting for softer ground. Eldrick Jones could go to Goodwood on the 30th or potentially, or possibly Chester on the 31st. Uh, Ray Doon, they didn't go fast enough for him at Doncaster. We will look to step him up into it potentially or run in a bigger field, six furlong race. Maggie's turn in very good form at home. Um, she had an entries at Redco and Leicester. There are other entries coming up. She should go close next time. We'll be running the next 10 days. Twilight Lady's got entries. And we're going to go down the nursery route. Champagne's having a bit of a break. One for the back end. As is Territorial Waters, who's feeling a splint. Um, but Sean tells me it's getting better all the time. Tobeo De Tecchio. Um, Baited Breath Cult. 
not showing a lot at the moment, um, but we're hoping that you know that, that, that changes soon. Shandy Star, I've got penciled in for the six perfections on the 2nd of August. Sophie Star will go to Goodwood for the five furlong three-year-old only handicap. Henzel Munster at Newcastle. Um, his second place finish may flatter him, but um, he runs in a race today where it doesn't look the strongest and could have a good could have a chance of being there or thereabouts. Uh, the Autad filly bought from the uh, Arcana Sales is um, a nice filly. Sean says great attitude, um, could win uh, a small maiden. Tolton Forest had a chip removed, we'll start walking soon. The last line call um, hasn't worked up the last 10 days. Craig's either been away or, or jockeys have been away, will work this week. Dickie Bird will go to the Malcolm for, um, so we'll go to Goodwood for the Malcolm. Um, fingers crossed they'll win a big race. Resilience will go down there for the three-old handicap join Sophie Starr in that race and then uh, what else have we got Cahira finished second yesterday in France a bit unlucky we're having twice the number of seconds around we winners and yesterday we had two more seconds um, she's she ran another good race picked up another three and a half grand in prize money and I think a win's just around the corner Apple Lily very smart filly we should see her on the track in two to three weeks um, one that we hope is going to be a bit of a superstar Lopez Gold, second last night, beating the nose. Uh, again, very unlucky. Unagi is going to have a third run at Chelmsford this week, um, just teaching her to settle and drop ahead. That race at Beverly that she ran in was worked out well with a winner winning the listed race in Ireland this week. Uh, Fariba debuts today at Newcastle. Uh, we think she will run well, but she will need the run. Um, but I would expect her to be like, kind of a, have an each way chance. Inspected, uh, it's cantering every day, it's going to work in about two weeks. And the, finally, the Galloway filly we bought from France, Harry Eustace, did its first bit of scientist morning, went well with a winner and a horse that ran well on debut. I would think she's going to work back in the next week and we should see her on the track in the first week of August. If anybody's looking for shares in a two year old that's ready to run, she'd be the one. Okay, so now at the discussion point in the podcast, um, somebody emailed last week to ask me, um, please could you ask Nick if he'd mind talking about his process for deciding which races are declaring when he has made multiple entries? What does he look at to gauge the quality of opposition, for example? Okay, so um, various factors. Not the order I'm going to discuss them in isn't the order that I would consider, but they're all you know they're all they're all part of the process. So the first thing is price money on offer. So if there are all the horse, all the races that are entered the same prize money or similar, then you know it, that wouldn't be a factor. But if you've got one horse that's running, you know, in a handicap that's worth twenty grand and another one that's worth five grand, then you wouldn't you wouldn't compare them equally. You'd be trying to run in the twenty grand race rather than the five grand race because the reward's bigger. Um, same with the status of the race. Um, if you've got a horse that's in a listed race or a maiden or a listed or a novice, I would be actively trying to run in a listed race because the reward again is bigger. Um, as a result of me apply, employing that strategy, sometimes we get end up with lots of horses placing rather than winning. Uh, this year we've had 40 seconds, 40 thirds and only 21 winners. Um, and that's a little bit of a function of that and a little bit of a function of bad luck. Um, yeah. But... Um, the most important factor is when deciding where a horse is going to run is the horses that you're running against. 
um, and I've used this analogy a few times, if I was running against Usain Bolt over 100 metres, he beats me. If I was running against Usain Bolt over 800 metres, he beats me. If I was running up against Usain Bolt over five miles, he beats me. Um, the quality of the horses that you're running against is key. Um, you've got to think very carefully about the ones you're going to run against and not run against. A good example of this would be Oscula. Um, so she's run in listed races the last three times, uh, last three runs, Carlisle, Chester, and when was the other one? Just Carlisle, Chester. So Oscula's run in listed races the last three times, Carlisle, Sandown, and Chester. At Carlisle, I thought she was the best horse in the race and she duly won. At Sandown, when I declared her at 9.58 or whenever it was, I thought she was the second best horse in the race behind Heredia. And then at 9.59, John Gosson declared um, the winner, the Lubdeberger filly that beat us in the end, and Oscula finished second. Um, so both races were listed races, but the horses that we were running against again were different. And then when she went to Chester, I thought she was the second or third best horse in the race. She finished third, but the horses that beat her were the two that I thought were potentially better than her. One of them had a better draw than her, and one of them was an older cull that was rated 110, 115. So, that, you know, that was that. Um, so the, the horses that are in the race are key. And I look at the horses that are in the race when we look at the entries, and again, in one declaration, I'll even watch the videos there runs um, to identify the, exactly what we're going to be running against. The name of the race gives you a very vague guide. So, for example, in Oscula's case, three times enlisted races, three different results. But again, there were three different results that we expected to happen. I expected her to win at Carlisle. I thought it'd be harder at Sandown and at Chester. I thought she had good place chances, but she won the one which where she was the best horse in the race. And she placed the one where in the races where there was potentially a better horse in, than her in there. Um, so that's, that's for, you know, the horses that you run against is absolute key. Um, now the declaration decision isn't an easy one and it's the system's changed in recent years so at the moment the, the deadline is two days before 10am that tells you when you can that that that, that is at the cut off whether you decide whether you're running or not so the declaration is open at 8am and at 9.30 any horse that's already declared that is still in at 9.30 has to be declared so once you declare from 9.30 onwards, you cannot then take out. Um, and there was various tactics that go into this. So if you've got a horse that you think is likely to be favourite, you tend to declare the horse early. And your thinking being that you want to scare off some of the other horses from running. Um, and thus, thus have, find an easier um, opportunity to, for your horse to win. Um, However, most people now are leaving their declarations in until 9.55, to t between 9.55 and 10 a.m. So everything happens in the last five minutes. And I'm literally recording this, this podcast at 9.27 because I know that I've got, you know, my I won't be recording at 9.55 because I'll be watching declarations is what I'm trying to say. Um, and you can decide to declare at 9.56, 9.57, 9.55, 9.58, but somebody else might declare their better horse or in, in theory better horse than you at 9.59 and 20 seconds or 9.59 and 50 seconds um, on Thursday declarations for York and Newmarket at 9.59 there was two races where there was two only two horses declared in each race 
And then at that point, I was kicking myself for not having horses entered in those races. I think one ended up with three runners and one ended up with five runners. Um, but it just shows you, you know, how everything changed in the last minute. Um, so the weather we're having at the moment has got a huge bearing on field sizes. So we have not had soft ground anywhere in the country for the last six weeks. Now, that's as it should be. But we've also not had good ground anywhere in the country for the last six weeks. We've had fast ground everywhere. So and as a result, field sizes, field sizes are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, because, um, but as a result, with field sizes getting smaller and smaller and smaller, owners, trainers, connections are getting tempted to run their horses more regularly because there's small amounts of horses declared in races and also you're getting tempted to run your horse on the wrong ground. So for example, um, True Gem today, we've got True Gem declared to run, to run at Newmarket. Now she was declared at 9.56, 9.57, something like that and the favourite was declared at 9.59. So I thought we I thought we were being smart. There was three horses declared, and we were the fourth. I thought we were going to be you know one of four horses running in a fifteen grand handicap. The favourite declared at nine fifty nine. So they changed the, the makeup of the race hugely in the last minute. Um, that was fact number one. Fact number two is two gems best forms on soft ground. Now, I could wait for soft ground, and everybody else is or certainly a percentage of everybody else is potentially waiting for soft ground. So, put that in context. If I was to wait for true soft ground with true gem, and when the soft ground race comes, be it in August, September, or whenever, it could be September, then there might be a cohort of horses that are also waiting for soft ground. So I might find myself running true gem under the optimum conditions in September, but running into a field size of 14 runners with however many horses in the race, also wanting soft ground and also well handicapped. So it's a bit of a balancing act between running your horse in the optimum conditions and the races that are there for them. So in True Gem's case, we've taken the decision to run her today, but thinking we were going to run, be running against three horses. In fact, running against four horses and the fourth horse is now the two to one favourite in the race. So it's not straightforward, and even when you think you're making the right decision at 9.58, it may then be the wrong decision at 9.59 in terms of percentage chances. Um, so all the time we're thinking, trying to do the right thing, but the nature of the declaration process makes it difficult to do that. Um, and the weather we're having at the moment further compounds that. Um, I put a tweet out earlier on the week, there was 20 horses declared to run at Newcastle, today 22 year olds in the seven furlong novice the race is split so you've got two 10 runner races now um but 20 horses declared to run in a two-year-old race if that race was at bath or brighton or somewhere like that where the ground's always mega fast um firm ground the horse the, the race would have attracted probably a field size of four or five because there's a, there's a smaller pool of horses who want to run on that ground and there's more options for fast ground races up and down the country whereas there isn't enough options at the moment to run horses on slow or good ground. Hope everybody found that interesting um, and gives you an example of the, the quandaries that I'm going through. We're doing our best to try and get everything right, but we aren't always going to get things right.